three, slow to anger. One of the biggest and most common questions people ask about the Christian God is this. If God is so loving and merciful, why is it that he sends people to hell? The God of the Bible has been portrayed as a vengeful, wrathful, angry God. But is that how the Bible truly portrays him? Certainly, the Bible talks about God's anger. But is anger always a wrong thing? Can a God be loving and angry? When describing who God is, the writers of the Bible consistently refer back to the same two verses in one way or another. In fact, these two verses are the most quoted in the entire Bible. They are Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 7, which say, Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. In this video, we're going to focus on God's characteristics of being slow to anger. What exactly does that mean? Let's check it out. This phrase of being slow to anger has an interesting origin in the Hebrew Bible. The Hebrew phrase used here, if directly translated, means to be long of nose. Now you might be thinking, wait a second. How does the length of my nose have anything to do with how slowly I get angry? Let's think about it. What happens when you become angry? Your face tends to turn red, and your nose turns red along with it. So, this idea of being long of nose means that it takes longer for your nose to get red. It means that you are slow to anger. This is how God describes himself in these verses. In the Christian community, we tend to shy away from talking about God's anger. It seems to be a topic that makes us uncomfortable and uneasy. We, we read verses like Isaiah chapter 5, verse 25, which says, On this account, the anger of the Lord has burned against his people, and he has stretched out his hand against them and struck them down. And the mountains quaked, and their corpses lay like refuse in the middle of the streets. For all this his anger is not spent, but his hand is still stretched out. Verses like that make us uncomfortable, and understandably so. That makes the work and person of the Lord sound like a horror film. When verses like these are taken out of context and out of the overarching story of the Bible, they can paint a picture of God that just doesn't seem right. We struggle to reconcile these verses like this one with God's love, His grace, and His mercy. What we need to learn is the reality of God's anger. 
The reality of God's anger is that it is the intense emotion God experiences when his people betray him and embrace their own self-destruction. The question still stands, can anger be righteous or good? The answer is yes. The Bible itself speaks about being angry without sinning. There are things that should rightfully make us angry. The problem is that because of our experiences in our broken world, we view anger as abuse because so often that's how we've experienced it. In the world and culture that we live in today, anger is very often used as a tool for abuse and for selfish gain. On the contrary, God's anger is not an anger of abuse, but an anger of protection. It's an anger that comes when something that he values is threatened. It's an anger that comes when we give ourselves over to our own self-destruction and sin because he wants better for us. If we are all honest, if we were all allowed to do whatever we want and act out of our rawest, most innate desires, the world would cease to exist quite quickly. We are broken, sinful beings, and we tend towards self-destruction. God sees that, and it angers Him because He values us and our well-being. We are His people, and it makes Him angry when we settle for anything less than Himself. Abraham Herschel said it like this, The prophets never portray God's anger as something that cannot be accounted for, unpredictable, or irrational. It is never a spontaneous outburst, but a reaction occasioned by the conduct of humans and motivated by concern for right and wrong. Think about this. Have you ever seen a close friend or family member that you care about go and make an awful decision in life with huge consequences? Have you ever tried to help them, yet they refuse you and your help? It makes you angry, does it not? This is the anger God feels for us. It is a reaction to the refusal of man to come to God and their decision to embrace their own destruction instead. So, what happens when God gets angry? Does fire rain down from heaven? Do people just cease to exist? Actually, when God gets angry in the Bible, people usually get what they want and receive the consequences for their own actions. Let's take a look at how this plays out. The first time God gets angry in the Bible is in Exodus chapter 4, when he's speaking with Moses through the burning bush. God is calling Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt and out of slavery. And Moses is refusing to do so because he isn't confident in his ability to speak. Now keep in mind, Moses refuses five different times before the Lord gets angry. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 through 15, our Bible says, Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither recently 
nor in time past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. But he said, Please, Lord, now send the message by whomever you will. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Moses, and he said, Is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. What happened here when God got angry? He actually gave Moses what he wanted. That's odd, isn't it? The interesting part is that because of this incident and Aaron's involvement, Moses' leadership role then is diminished down the line when Aaron is given the honor of becoming the high priest instead of Moses. Moses was forced to feel the consequences of his own action as a result of God's anger. We find this concept in the New Testament as well in Romans chapter 1. Paul says that the unveiling of God's wrath against all ungodliness and unrighteousness is not destruction and hellfire, but the giving over of mankind to themselves. God, in his anger, gives humanity over to its own selfish desires because the things that we want in our sinful nature will destroy us eventually. Yet, and yet, he is still slow to do so. God gives us chance after chance to come to him before he acts on his anger. He is slow to anger, which means two things. First, God will put up with people's betrayal and rebellion for much longer than is reasonable. Second, God will always accept people who turn to him with soft hearts and genuine humility, no matter what they have done. Just because God is slow to anger does not mean that his justice will not eventually come. He just gives you plenty of opportunities to turn to him before he brings forth his justice. He desperately wants to save us from ourselves. We only have to let him do so. Saints of God, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for mercy and for being slow to anger. We know that we don't deserve the endless chances that you give us. And we ask that you would help us to realize our helplessness and turn to you. Help us to recognize the futility of our sinful ways. It is in your name that we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen.